0: Beyond Governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa, is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision making.
1: A very good evening to all uh, and welcome to tonight's installment of Beyond Governance. Uh, My name is Nimrod Upampele. It is Tuesday the 11th. Uh, If you haven't noticed, we are fast approaching the media. Um, I hope your business is is recovering. Uh, If it's not recovering, um, you know, just hang in there. Uh, it is important that you hang in there. Uh, I mean, in the process, we should strive to be independent of government's uh, initiative. For we all know that so far, you know, the delivery has been shocking, to say the least. Uh, as we wrap up our Tuesday evening, uh, hopefully, you have done a good job in terms of in- celebrating uh, those that are loved. Uh, I'm referring to women in your lives. Uh, hopefully, your mother, your sister, anybody that matters uh, has been thoroughly spoiled uh, during the mother's day that took place even at a time no money to do it. you still have um, sufficient time to do that personally, i don't believe in celebrating these days once off. i mean if you can't appreciate the woman in your life or the, you know uh, every day, you don't have to wait for that special, for that special day to show your affection uh, towards that particular individual. Money is not only an issue that you can try cooking, write a poem, whatever it is, do what it takes to celebrate the the loved ones in your life. Once again, thanks for tuning in to your favorite show uh, as we debunk uh, issues of national importance. Uh, There's so much that is going around the world, therefore it is important to keep you in the loop uh, on all the critical issues as they unfold. Uh, The events in the Middle East, you know, are shocking. To say the least, I mean, we've, see, we've, we've heard and seen numerous incidents of Tamil, uh, uh and clashes in Jerusalem fired. We've seen, uh, you know, fired rubber bullets, tear gas, stun grenades, rocket missiles, and iron dome defense system, which is intercepting rockets that have been fired from Gaza towards Israel. The middle East is certainly in, in, Tamil and it requires calm heads. Uh, which is based on mutual respect and coexistence. In my view, humanity is at stake and we do need to recognize our common uh, purpose in life. Uh, that is obviously looking after each other, uh, having a sense of tolerance uh, for us to proceed uh, 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 in peace as it were. On our menu tonight, I will reflect on the international factional battles which continue to linger at the detriment of the ANC, are one might argue. The question that we're asking tonight is to what extent are the social, to what extent is the ANC Tamil having a bearing on social and economic implications? Uh, in making sense of this very complex and complicated situation, we are joined online by friends of the show, Obrimashitri, who is an independent political commentator, as well as Lasi Kimwawa, a former consul general to China, who's now an independent business person. Um, if you've if you've missed out any of our conversation last week, uh, you know do go to website and retrieve any of the podcasts and share your thoughts. Uh, as for tonight, we I implore you to weigh in on our conversation. Our our SMS line, as you know it, is three four five one nine. The Telegram is 0618951019 And of course, I do take your thoughts via the, the Twitter handle, which is at embedded in Nimrod. As I've stated earlier, the question that we are putting to the fore is the, you know, the, the social and economic implications of NC turmoil. We do know that uh, that NC is the ruling party. Therefore, it is important that the the kinds of of, of issues and turmoil that we're seeing um, addressed as as soon as possible. For the country is drilling, uh, the country is desperate for economic recovery. As the government in power, it is important. And I cannot emphasise that more. It is crucially important that we sort our business. Uh, let me, on that note, let me take this opportunity to welcome the two colleagues that have joined us, who are known as strangers to the show. O- Baba Aubrey, uh, Togoza, and good evening, and, and welcome to the show. please shalom. Thank you, sir. Uh, and let me extend the same welcome to Lasitinyawa as well. My, my brother, good evening and welcome.
2: Good evening and uh, sha Shalom, shalom. That
1: I'm, used, I'm
2: used to listening to him. This is the most intimidating experience of my life
1: <laughs> no no thank you hopefully aubry uh will slow down his intimidation towards you
0: uh, I will be very kind and gentle.
1: Great stuff. Before we proceed, I think it will be in order for me to appreciate and recognize the role that is being played by the, by the producer of the show, Vosi. Thank you very much for doing the sterling work. I uh, also want to extend the same uh, level of gratitude to us, the Visa for coordinating and making sure that we are up on air and issues are being addressed. I want to start off with, uh, uh, in terms of what is happening. I mean, we have heard last week that the ANC suspended the, the 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 secretary general isma khashulu who then subsequently issued a suspension towards the president um and we've learned today that uh anc has instructed uh you know an SG or a, the former SG, or should i say the former or the current it's not only an organization a ruling party a liberation
0: book but the ANC is the product of a very powerful idea and therefore it is itself a powerful idea. The idea of a people liberated post-colonialism and apartheid. Post-colonialism and apartheid, a people who live a life that is the antithesis of their colonial and apartheid existence. That's what the ANC is. And if you understand it that way, you then have to appreciate that with the 1994 democratic breakthrough, you see a a transfer of power from the apartheid state to the ANC government on behalf of these people who were oppressed during colonialism and apartheid. But when you look at the state of the ANC today, a ruling party that is in a state of decline, a ruling party that in many ways is deviating from this dream of freedom and is betraying the aspirations of those who were oppressed during colonialism and apartheid. This transfer of power from the apartheid state to the democratic state is therefore um, an illusion or has become an illusion. And therefore when you have the Secretary General of the party suspended and in response he suspends the the President of uh, the party, what you have here is the clearest signal of how deep the state of decline the ANC is in. And therefore how deep in trouble South African society is in and is going to be in social and economic terms. Because the amelioration of the social, of, um, of the social and economic conditions of uh, the poor, the struggle against inequality, unemployment, and, and poverty, are struggles that cannot be prosecuted successfully by a ruling
1: party, the ANC, that is in such a state of decline. Thank you very much for that observation, and I could not agree with you more. Um, I mean, I think you you, you pointed to very few certain points that I perhaps maybe I want Lassie to uh, piggyback on. I mean, issues of the betrayal of the aspirations of the voters and the extent to which uh, this particular betrayal has inherently deepened the crisis of unemployment, poverty and inequality. Um from what you're sitting, Lassie, as the former, uh, Consul General, uh, you know, to China, how painful is it that you've seen? And is there a, is there a, what's the word I'm looking for? The, 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 the lighter than on the target?
2: <clears throat> Look, uh, I think, uh, the current leadership of the organization, and I would say post, uh, Oliver Tambo and uh, Nelson Mandela found themselves uh, uh, in a, in a flat-footed position, if I may put it that way. And uh, if you look at uh, the context, I think in the picture that our Ukoko painted, you, you have those two great giants that still stand out as what I can call larger than life, beyond reproach, sort of individuals that I think society and the whole of humanity ran the risk of elevating to what I can call beyond reproach status. And one major challenge that any leaders that followed after them was obviously to find ways of not just emulating, but I think also filling the gap, you know, given the fact that one of those leaders was a symbol of the struggle of the South African masses, it was an epitome, a total summation of that and the mouthpiece in the form of Oliver Tambo. And the other was a representation and reflection of the sufferings of the masses of their people uh, against whom the regime, the, the, the white minority regime uh, responded in repressive manner to a point that they would not even recognize the right to express through peaceful means, you know, opposition to the apathy social order. So Nice Mandela became that symbol who globally became synonymous to the South African struggle. And I think the challenge that was posed to the leadership that followed was then managing that smooth transition of filling in the shoes of such big individuals where I think the the purpose and o- <clears throat> uh, 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 obligation that mm-hmm. the new leaders had was to you know, emulate and close the gap. But if you look at how they reacted and responded, especially from uh, the leadership of of Comrade Chabonpegi, the propensity and I think the weakness was to try to assert his authority, affirm his own DNA and not uh, actually uh, fit into the big shoes that he found, but wanted to create an authority around himself and try to propel himself into a cult, you know, uh, kind of status. And I think the the, 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 I would say the ecosystems, the osmosis and the cosmology of the ANC did not really allow that because leadership has never been about individuals. It has always been about an institution that is steeped in the culture, in the history, in the right politics that speak to what Ukoko has already said. You know, a liberation movement that was there to free uh, people whose, Overall, what it stood for resonated with the interest of the people. And I point that an individual wants to then straightjacket the authority of the organization and its history around them and try to actually create an impression that it is their stamp of authority and therefore their own, you know, uh, 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 I would say legacy that they would want to set. And, and even... Go to a point of doing something that was totally unusual and unheard of in the ANC, where you want to anoint or even predetermine and predefine the circumstances that would lead to your successor. I don't think that that is in line with, uh, you know, uh, the history of uh, great organizations such as the ANC, because for those that have been given the responsibility to lead, no one stood in their place. And I think if we lo- really are to locate the problems and the planting of the seed of the organizational paralysis of the ANC, you must be able to trace it to that challenge of failure to manage transition and actually ensuring that we are able, as Oliver Dumbo and Mandela both asked, both when they handed over, when D- Dumbo handed over to Mandela and Mandela handed over to the other generation to ensure that the ANC remain intact. And doing that is a very important and delicate task. It cannot be about the self-element. It has to be about the Leadership and all of that, which uh, the ANC's culture and race, which was not about an individual. And I think what we see now, in my view, is a planting of that seed that started with a conflict that, unfortunately, led to the what I, I think was a mishandling even of issues that affected, uh, you know, you know, I'll actually even say challenges that were meant to be political issues that could have been handled politically, especially those that pointed to conflict within the organization, because one of the most shocking things as I wrap up on this is the fact that the, 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 uh, the advent of <clears throat> the state shifted focus and power from looking at the ANC and dealing with its own internal organization and you had a tendency of using the state, you know, to, to try to resolve organizational issues, which must be dealt with or resolved in, at Lutuli. At times when you see what is happening in the state and what the uh, leaders of the institute, which other you t- actually not even believe that they meet almost every week and they don't get to engage uh, and, and try to resolve the issues through the very internal challenge organizations and organs that are created for them to deal with internal uh, squabbles. And that's why they end up exploding out in the public.
1: Thank you very much for that observation, Lassie. But, I mean, <clears throat> perhaps maybe what is critical based on your assessment of the situation is it where you made reference to the fact that, you know, the previous leadership were beyond approach and they were quite successful in, in elevating the organization at the expense of, or, well, they, they were able to elevate um, the stature of the organization or of the movement. Uh, divorcing themselves um, um, in the process. Um, clearly, that particular culture has been eroded. There's no question about it. Um, and but 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 you know, Aubrey perhaps maybe come in here. Um, we are dealing. I mean, clearly, the, 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 as I've indicated in my prelude, the horse has bolted. The ANC is in a serious crisis based on the deepening unemployment uh, statistics, as we know. Poverty and inequality. And these kinds of shenanigans, if one may argue, um, points to, um, an organization that is beyond redemption, beyond repair, as some might, some might argue. To what extent, um, are the current issues? Because every single time or occasion you hear, uh, the president of the, of the country the president of the ANC, are leading to, he makes reference to the unity, the unity of the organization, but you hear the, the leaking of information, leaking of recordings from time to time. What does it mean in terms of the unity, which is supposedly um, uh, a glue that keeps the organization together and an extent to which the organization seeks to renew itself? Uh, your, your take on that, uh, Bob Oktry?
0: Well, let me talk a lot about the unemployed. Let me talk about those who are employed. If you are talking about people who, on average, have an income of uh, 20,000 rand, 60% of that income is going to debt repayments. If you talk about people who earn 5,000 rand, 70% of that income Is going to debt repayments. Why? Because even those who are middle class cannot afford the rising cost of living. In other words, you have people a year ago who are middle class, who are today in a precarious economic uh, condition and are therefore Becoming part of what you call the precariat. In other words, that portion of the middle class whose economic circumstances have become precarious. Now, if you talk about the unemployed, the picture is even worse. And if you, this, if you disaggregate the picture in terms of gender, then poverty and inequality has the face of a woman. Now, what you need is a ruling party that can focus on policy options and implementation that speak to this reality to ameliorate the conditions not only of the poor, but of the poor, the working poor, and the middle class. Because in this COVID period, a period which whose onset came during a process of what the economists called globalisation, referring to the fact that the global economy was already slowing down prior to the onset of COVID nineteen. And in South Africa, our economy was already in a recession. And at a global and our domestic level, the economic conditions, even of those who are not in trouble a year ago, who are middle class. I have argued in the past that the ANC may be in government, but is not in power. But for me, the picture has become worse because of the level of internal decline. I think it will be a cruel hoax to suggest that the ANC is still in government. The ANC occupies positions in government, but is not governing, and is not in a position to govern this country, to govern our economy and govern our society, because it is no longer, if it has ever been, the leader of society.
1: Thank you very much for that observation, uh, Bab I think you raised a very important point, um, which is which which in my mind is a distinction between the ANC that is in power, and yet not in power. And I think you were able to qualify why you said the ANC is not in power, as in because if you are in power, you are able to discharge your roles your roles and responsibilities as it relates to policies uh, which has been approved. Mm-hmm. Or the policies that have been agreed upon, that would meant to, um, alleviate poverty or the strife of the middle class, as you've, of, of uh, as you've alluded to, not only the middle class, but the strife of the working class and, and the poor. But, but having said that, as we gravitate towards, um, the break, this is something that perhaps maybe I want us to reflect on as we, uh, 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 when we come back from, from the break would the would be the uh the suspension of the secretary general of the ANC, Isma khashule be a panacea and why um while we're still pondering on that particular issue i'm gonna get a uh, university to take us through to uh commercials and we'll come back in a second on that very same point beyond governance making sense of doing business in south africa is proudly sponsored by plus 94 research the science of decision making. Welcome back to the second leg of the show. It is now between nine minutes to seven. We are joined online by, uh, Babu, uh, mm-hmm. as well as Lasi Chinuawa, uh, giving us interesting perspective on the current, uh, tussle that we are seeing, uh, within the NC. Before we went to the break, the question that I posed to the colleagues that have just, that have just joined us online is, is, is the extent to which the, 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 the uh, Suspension of the Secretary General of the ANC, Epenisia. For one, believe that the the issues of the ANC are way deeper than that. Uh, in some instances, people argue that um, you know the the suspension signal uh, the power of the current president, uh, wherein he is beginning to flex his muscle, and and that that paints a relatively positive picture to investments in terms of the public public confidence. But on the other hand, others may argue that.
0: Let me go back to a point that uh, uh, Uchiwayo made. He, he, he talks about how we need to go back to a time when power is centralized around an individual leader of the ANC, and that is carbon Uh, A time where you see the emergence of a cult of personality around this individual leader. And out of which, one of the things that is born are factional battles that culminate in Pulukwane. And Pulukwane gives birth to a set of political conditions inside the ANC, which bring the ANC to this point we are talking about today. And therefore, you are correct when you say that the suspension of Ace Mahashule is neither here nor there. I argued at the end of the 2007 Bulugwane conference that the ANC is not going to get out of this continuum of tensions and divisions prior to 2029 if It is lucky. And in my view, the ANC is on course as far as this uh, um, prediction is concerned. So what you have here, yes, is the suspension of the Secretary General of the ANC. But what does it solve? It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve much in relation to the state of the organization, the state of decline of the organization. But what it does remind us of is what you I was saying. That this cultural personality has shifted from Beki to Ramaphosa. You now have factions in the ANC that exist to propitiate certain individual leaders of the party as gods. God Ramaphosa, God Zuma, God Mahashule. And, and, and the organization in the process of creating these demigods that are uh, worshipped by internal factions in the ruling party. The ruling party is forgetting to govern. So what, what I foresee here is a situation where, uh, in the short term, the faction that supports Ramaphosa, that is the Tumamila faction, is in control of the NEC. The question is whether that control reflects the level of support in the organization as a whole. Because if there's a disjuncture between the level of support for Ramaphosa in the NEC and the level of support for Ramaphosa in the organization as a whole, that control um, in the NEC may not mean much because that disjuncture becomes a tension between the leaders in the NEC and the branches in the organization as a whole. But anyway, to be in control of an NEC, uh, of an organization such as the ANC that is in a state of decline, is not dissimilar from a captain
1: who is in charge of a sinking ship. I like your last part, um, where you're referring to the organization as a a sinking ship. I mean, statistically... Uh, that metaphor does make sense bearing in mind uh when you look at the the the, the state of the decline from <laughs> from the you know from the 2006 if I'm not mistaken elections uh and ANC has always been uh in a the decline they've lost ekurhuleni they've lost um they've lost I'm sorry uh, they've lost city of johannesburg they've lost the Nelson mandela and we've seen more and more i mean Twain as well we've seen more and more collision that that bears, or there's a clear testimony Or clear evidence On the extent to which the movement Is actually losing power But having said that um, You know, I, I loathe to Come across Or perhaps maybe um, a, a, a Entertain thoughts Process which suggests that During the Mbeki era it, it, it was all kumbaya Which wasn't really the case But perhaps maybe what's more critical During the Zuma during the Mbeki and and, and and Mandela years, that there was a, a a a vision, common vision. There was an ability, leadership ability, to governize and and harness the support towards common vision, which perhaps maybe. In the current setup, we are not really seeing because certain individuals have been, you know, catapulted to a cult personality. Uh, Goku, you've made reference to Namaposa uh, as a demigod. You make reference to Maken as a demigod. You make reference to, uh, you know, Esmachashun um, uh, as a demigod. But you know, so those are obviously indications of a system that is cancerous. The system that 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 eats itself from within, and which begs the question. Uh uh, 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 you know, how do we, how do we, or you and I, how do we support a system that is evidently, uh, moving towards the cul-de-sac? Last, last year, your, your perspective on that.
2: Yeah. Look, when, uh, when I had a privilege of spending time with, uh, some of our elders on Robin Island, one of those things that we were advised and warned about was, uh, uh, a, a need for us to take into cognizance the experiences of other liberation movements, uh, you know, that have gone through similar experiences, very united before. Uh, I mean, during the struggle for independence or liberation, and as and when state power comes between, you know, uh, 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 well, or comes to the fore, then it comes between comrades because. It immediately changes the socio-economic conditions of a few individuals that are likely to be deployed in the state and its organs, but also those that are likely to benefit from opportunities that will come from what is created from the state. In our case, it is procurement, it is BE opportunities, but also those that will be favored by capital, if you like, that can co-opt them into its fold, that begin to see themselves as people that have arrived and in the process forget about the bigger picture of what we can call national democratic uh, 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 struggle or, or revolution, if you, if you like. And at that point, what we want about is also a possibility of the external forces, because you must always look at the external forces as a combination of those that will ensure the preservation of white minority interests, because in our case we had what was called a, colonial, a colonialism of a special type where those that were oppressing the majority mm-hmm. are also, mm-hmm. you know, residents and, and therefore their interests are within the same you know, the same boundaries. It was not an external colonial force. So you therefore have a situation where the obligation from that might on one hand be to ensure the preservation of the white minority, but also... If you look at the, uh, the, the the character of the Africana capital, never underestimate uh, or basically uh, uh, if you are to bring color into it. Basically, if you look at the maturity of capital to a point that apartheid social order was limiting its growth because uh, capitalism is not an end in itself. The highest order that follows it is, qua- is called uh, uh, imperialism. And if you look at the interest of a small number of families that own the South African economy, you can actually even come to a conclusion now that their interests began, began to be in conflict with the majority of those that were benefiting. And therefore, their propensity was to also see, and that, that there was that interest of seeing, uh, you know, a, a transition to, to a new order. But you must always bear in mind that it would not have been for the same purpose that the liberation uh, 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 movement, you know, was striving for. And in the process, we want when we're in prison that there's going to be a profiling of our leaders. And chances are that unless we stay united, unless we all, you know, ensure that uh, the, the ANC continues to be a vanguard of the national liberation struggle, and ensure and, and its unity and cohesion, we may find some of our sections of leadership co-opted into agendas that are not necessarily that which made all of us occupy trenches, go to exile and prison. And I think that's the... But, but,
1: you're making a very, very important and interesting observation. But again, going back to my initial point, the horse yes. bolted. You know, yes. um, you know, so, so, so ANC has been captured or ANC has, has so, failed. So, but that's, um,
2: that's, that's the a point that the, the problem is not an individual, it's an organizational problem. Yes. paralysis goes far deeper, so you're not going to deal with it by just looking at the individual. The reality of the situation as I see and look at things now is that you actually basically don't have any solution. Whether you look at the president or you look at the secretary general. I, I sit in a situation where I don't necessarily think that an answer that takes the movement at least comes from there because I don't necessarily see any of the, the tensions and the polarization that has happened actually giving us comfort that there is a section that represents truly that which the answer is about. And I think one of the arguments I'll advance is the manner in which even things unfolded towards Nazareth. It gives, it brings to the center one the centrality of the state, the centrality of money, you know, as something that was important to ensure whoever wins is the one that will actually be able to, you know, have the muscle. you know.
1: Can I, can, I, can I just come in there, Lassie, because we, we, we gravitate towards the closure yeah. of the program. I just okay. want to bring in uh, you know, Mashika, on the very point that you have mentioned, that you pretty much um, are disillusioned by the current leadership in terms of 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 becoming a force of positivity, um, as it were. Aubrey, what's your take on that very pessimistic uh, view that was shared by Lassie?
0: Well, Lassie is absolutely correct. But uh, my the source of my disillusionment is something else. It is us, South Africans, who continue to pretend that the ANC is synonymous with our democracy, that without the ANC, there is no democracy. We, we, we continue to pretend that without the ANC, there is no solution to our problems. We, we continue to pretend that the ANC occupies the entirety of our democratic space, Which is not true. In fact, political parties do not occupy the entirety of our political space. The reason it appears uh, that they do is because we as citizens have abdicated our own responsibility Uh. to make sure that we use the rest of our democratic space to engage, to mobilize, and to fight for change. So when we talk about unity, we tend to talk about the unity of the ANC Mm -hmm. as if it is synonymous with the unity of South Africans. What we should foreground is the unity of South Africans behind a common vision for our future. Mm -hmm. And that common vision is a vision you must pursue with or without the ANC.
1: But, but, here's, but here's the thing, Bob Aubrey, here's the thing uh, that is just, um, you know, mind-boggling, for me at least, is that when you look at the previous uh, national election, we had about almost 18 million South Africans who just did not go to the ballot. How, you know, because that clearly says of all the political parties that were contesting for national and, and, and provincial elections – Those, those, those people said they were never, they were not interested, which means there's something, there's something fundamentally wrong, uh, by, you know, with the, with the electorate in so far as getting confidence in all the political parties. If your thought process was anything to go by and based on the, the kind of policies that have been presented, by a plethora of uh, political parties, whether it be the DA, uh, UDM, uh, and so on and so forth, surely by now South Africans would have would have been wooed, would have been uh, you know uh, influenced by those political parties as alternative. But we have not we have not gone that. What accounts for that kind of a quagmire, if you like? Well, let me tell you what
0: else um, is the source of disillusionment for me. So 18 million South Africans who are eligible to vote decide not to vote in the last general uh, election in 2019. And what do we say? We say they are apathetic. In my view, that is quite a shallow analysis of why 18 million South Africans decided not to vote in 2019. They are making a statement, and what is the statement? They are saying they've lost confidence in the ruling party. The reason they will not give their vote to other political parties is because they've lost confidence in our political class as a whole, but they are making a much more fundamental point that they've lost confidence in the capacity of our electoral system and the capacity of electoral politics and therefore the capacity of our political system to deliver change. That is not an option I believe we should take, the option of simply retreating and withdrawing from the democratic space. We should occupy the democratic space in a manner that will deliver the kind of change that we desire, without limiting our options to the ANC and other political parties. That is why I argue that civil society and so-called ordinary citizens can mobilize and engage for change, sometimes they may be able to do so with those political parties that show a commitment to the kind of change that they desire. But if we think that change is going to come from the ANC, opposition parties, our electoral uh, system and our political system, a hundred years from now, your great grandchildren and mine will be engaging in the kind of debate
1: we are engaged in today, and are lo- loath to have that kind of perpetuation. For that would been an indictment to the current uh, leadership. Uh, having said that, though, um, you know, as we move forward, because we literally have about uh, you know uh, six minutes to complete, um, you know, and again, I want to go back to, to the suspension of Isma Khashule, which, in my view, and Pretty much, uh, others who, who may share the same sentiment that mm-hmm. he was never really a a, a serious rival to Maposa, except that he represented a, a particular faction. In terms of the forthcoming, you know, uh, elections in 2022, there, there there are few horses within the ANC t- within, within within the ANC that would arguably be forced to reckon with in terms of leadership contestation. One of them is is Paul Mashatile. Um, and 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 uh, who is currently the treasurer general? What what your take on that? Because there's Paul, Paul Masatile, there's there's uh, the current deputy president. There are few names that are vying for the top position, uh, and, and and of which Ace uh, is it may not necessarily be considered a a serious rival, even though he represented a particular faction that 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 has a specific. Uh, political interest what, lassie, what do you think on that literally so on. In, three minute, in three minutes in
2: three minutes I' be very quick one of the uh, critical uh, well let me say one of the concerns i one has in uh, you know uh, events that led to uh, nazareth and even before was what I can call a consolidation of uh, federal federal sentiments uh, which So leaders emerging out of blocks that come from provinces and they are elevated there, uh, you know, uh, mobilizing a block that is solidly behind them that would not think of any other leader, uh, from a global perspective that is looking at nationally, but you know, some kind of uh, leadership where even where we are now, uh, you honestly don't have an ANC that is uniform in terms of the perspectives. And what each one of the leaders that emerge from provinces stand for. I remember one day making a remark that there's an age of CK. I think while we may have a problem, uh, had a problem of a polarized ANC into two blocks in the, in the form of uh, Zuma at some point and uh, Tawon Begi, in the current instance, the crisis is that you have a multipolar tendency within the top six itself. And this is the first time in the history of the ANC that the worst crisis we have is that there's no automatic a succession, a preference, if you can look at, and someone that you can say nature and conditions has prepared, you know, to, to be elevated to that position. So okay. I wouldn't really they- get into a, a, a thinking that there is anyone that is capable of rescuing the ANC, even in the current uh, top six officials.
1: Thank you very much some for that court observation.
2: What is there is uh, something that is uh, an anomaly as
1: well. Yeah. Let, let me bring in, as we wrap up, literally as we wrap up, your view, I mean, Lassie has shared a very interesting observation based on the current leadership, as in th- th- there seems to be no solution because of the polarization of the movement. Your Your take on that, in terms of the, the some of the... You know, horses that are you know vying for the position of the ANC position, the likes of Mashatile and and David Mabuza, for that matter. Your take on that, given the given the crowd that surround the very same individuals that are supposedly vying for those for the top position.
0: Well, if the ANC stays on the current trajectory, uh, that is the Thumamina faction of Cyril Ramaphosa retains control over the ANC. Cyril Ramaphosa will be elected uh, president of the ANC in December 2022, partly because his um, Nemesis, um, Ace Maheshule has been neutralized. We must bear in mind that between now and 2022, there's a possibility Ace Makashule may never be able to reoccupy the position of ANC secretary-general. But now you have allegations against Paul yeah. Mashakil and Didi Mabuza that a donation of about $2 million that they were supposed uh, to forward to the ANC uh, was not forwarded to the ANC. Now, if you look at that allegation, it may not matter whether there's any credibility uh, to that allegation. What may matter more are the political ends the allegation may be put to the disadvantage of Mashatile and Didi Mabuza, And if the allegation is weaponized effectively, two more of Cyril Ramaphosa's problems will be solved. And therefore, in addition to what I've said about the balance of support in the NEC, the neutralization of potential challengers opens the way for Ramaphosa to be elected um, president of the ANC in 2022. But as they say, an hour is a long time in South African politics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could not agree with you more. If you've just joined us, we are about to wrap up a very interesting conversation between the, between the two colleagues. We joined online by Ubabi Obre Mashik, who's an independent political analyst, as well as, uh, Lasli who is the former, uh, Council General to China, giving us a very interesting perspective on the debacle that we are currently witnessing and extent to which the, 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 the fractured nature of the ANC has a serious economic and political consequences for the country. Um, and, and and literally, as we're wrapping up, um, your final shot, literally in 30 seconds, Bob Odbry, 30 seconds, your, your final shot. Well,
0: we should not, as a society, put all our eggs in the single ANC basket. There are options outside the ANC available to us, and therefore there's a range of futures
1: from which we must choose as South African citizens. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much for that input. Lastly, you 30 seconds. I, will,
2: I will agree with Oko, uh, uh, you know that one of the worst things that we allowed to happen is a total destruction, erosion, and I think demobilization of uh, the, the, the. I would say the what Oliver Tambo used to call the organs of people's power. You know, civil society organizations that were, in my view, an expression of popular grievance interest, but also uh, you know the I out would, I out would, I would say this were at the centre of the liberation struggle uh, uh, you know that uh, when you talk about UDF and all the affiliated organisations that represented different sectoral interests uh, you know when uh, in the advent of the new democratic uh, you know, uh, uh, era, we demolished and destroyed all of that, and I think that is when we left space to a few to a select few, you know,
1: okay. that uh, are really manipulating their way, unfortunately. unfortunately. Unfortunately, Lassie, we're going to have to leave it there. Baba mm-hmm. once again, thank you very much for gracing the airways. Uh, we thoroughly enjoying your intellect uh, uh, and, and wisdom on these very complex issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Likewise, Lassie, thank you very much for coming through. It has been absolute pleasure having you on board. We certainly have benefited from your wisdom, um, too. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there, gentlemen. Talaz. There you are. Uh, as we're wrapping up, we have a very fascinating conversation about the the, the the political tussle that is bedeviling the ANC and the extent to which these tussles uh have a serious political ramification for the country. Unfortunately, we have to leave it there. We have run out of time. As we close, I want to caution everybody to please be mindful of the impending third wave of COVID nineteen. We, we we
0: haven't really